somebody I know one in particular I wanted to help you sang for God to have his way you sang for God to have his way but do you know what that man tell? All right. All right. When you ask God to have his way, sometimes you don't know the way he wants to go. And sometimes you get discouraged or confused because that's not the way you thought he was going to do it. I'm going to give you a testimony. I'm going to show you something. I don't care how holy you think you are. 
I don't care what rituals you go through. I don't care if you in this word night and day. But if you done said, Lord, have your way, then you got to get prepared for God to have his way. what happened last night till I got here today. Now my wife is going to hear this for the first time. I don't even know if she remembers. But last night I had a visitor and he didn't come knocking on the door. No matter how anointed the house is, God still let him in. And he came for a reason. See, sometimes you got to know what's going on in your life. And he, I felt his presence. And I didn't quite understand what it was. I jumped up. My wife said, baby, are you all right? And rolled back over. But then I felt the bed. And I know I wasn't dreaming. But I knew what it was for. Because when God is ready to move you to something, you got to go through something. It's not going to be no smooth way of going there. You got to get prepared to go to war. I told the deacons this morning, I said, I have to put on everything because it's time to go to war. You sang this morning the song about going to war. But if you really understand it, the reason why you got to go to war is because you got to go through something. See, most of us don't want nothing, but we gotta go through something, and we'll say, "Forget it." But if God wants you to have it, you gotta get ready. You gotta get ready. See, that visitor knows that I know that God's plan is revealed. Now they ready to deter you and stop you and give you unbelief. But I'm here today to tell God and everybody, we're going to go marching up because God. That's why, I, you, you know, I, I watch folk and when they got to go through stuff. I look at him and say, what did you expect? Amen. Well, church, we get ready to go through something. Now, let me say it this way. You might not, but I will. And that's all right with me. Because I know what I'm about to go through is for what God wants us to do. And when you understand that, 
You get all the courage. You get all the strength. And you get all the power. Now y'all don't understand what I just said. You don't understand what I just said. See, see, let me, let me help transform this thing. You get all the strength. You get all the courage. And you get all the power. And God says, when you are weak, I am strong. And if you let God do it, you got victory. Oh, praise his name. Praise his name. I shouldn't see a sad face on Sunday And when he came to his father and mother, 
He gave them some. And they also ate. But he did not tell them where he had taken the honey from. Out of the cockas of the life. Today our message is quite simple, but it's very deep. You can get honey from the life. You can get honey from the life. Many of us today in my little story leading into this lets us know but wherever we got to go through, God is going to be with us. In this midst of this passage, Samuel was not one of the most obedient servants of God. Matter of fact, Samuel was more like us. Samuel was supposed to be a servant of God. Samuel had a purpose for God. Uh-huh. And Samuel was supposed to do things God's way. Because right. Samuel grew up under the same constraints that Jesus grew up under. Uh-huh. Samuel was a Nazarite. But Samuel took his heritage for granted. And sort of did what he wanted to do. Instead of what God wanted him to do. See, in this right now, in this story, Samuel is battling a Philistine. Because mm-hmm. he didn't, Samson's not Samuel, I'm Samuel on my mind, Samson. Samson is wanting to marry and marries a Philistine. Because uh-huh. he didn't want to marry of his own kind. Just like us. He does what he wants to do. But I want you to notice something about Samson. God was still with him. Yes, How many times in your life have God not showed up in your life? Uh-huh. See, Samson is not doing right. But God is still his God. When we look at the church today. And this is my last sermon on giving. If you notice in the worship service, and if I ask you a question, what's the least thing you enjoy about the worship service? Many of us will say, we don't like the offering. I get a response. <laughs> and the reason why we don't like the offering is because we feel that's the most painful part of the search. We'll put up with the choir not sounding good <laughs> and making mistakes and saying, oh, Lord, bless them. They done the best they could. You even put up with me Preaching sermons you don't like or you don't care for. Yes, sir. But if I ask you what part of the service you would like to get rid of, you'll probably tell me the offering. 
See, but the offering is a part of your worship. Yes, and as painful as it may be, people don't want to give in church. Yes, somehow, somehow, church is supposed to be free. But I noticed Westar don't tell the church they free. I know the gas company don't tell the church it's free. As a matter of fact, I noticed the trash man don't even tell the church that it's free. But somehow, we come to church and think it's supposed to be free. Well, I don't understand. You'll take fifteen dollars and go to the movies and don't even think about it. You'll go to the restaurant and make sure you get the food you order. And the people lying tell them they didn't cook it right to get some more food. And you'll pay for it. You'll go to the hotel. I don't know who went. But you'll tell them. And you'll pay for it. You go to the grocery store. You go to the clothing store. You don't mind doing what you want to do. But you get mad, angry, and offended with this offering time. Oh, this lesson going somewhere. Vision team, you over here, you, 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 you put this in your heart. Because tomorrow I'm going to bring it out. See, most of us don't like offering because we feel guilty. See, we don't think it's appropriate to give our income. See, we know that we want God's word. Yes, sir. But we don't want to do God's word. Yes, sir. Samson's had some of the same problems. Yes, sir. He wanted God's power. Uh -huh. But he didn't want to do God's power. Yes, See, when we look at the offering, mm -hmm. and we look at what God wants to do, then we need to understand we got the wrong attitude toward it. See, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Yes, but we say we love the Lord. Yes, sir. But see, how can you love where your treasure is? Because you don't want to give it up. Yes, sir. And the only thing that you will do is you will make sure that you will sing, you'll play the drums, you'll play the guitar, you'll bang on the keyboard, you'll get up here and yell hallelujah, you'll dance down the aisles, you'll do everything that you want to do in the church. You'll get up here and preach and act like you holier to die. But when it comes to that wallet, Amen. We got a problem with it. See, God is not ashamed yes, of you. See, one of the things that I love about it is this. I know I've got to go through some stuff, but I never feel guilty because I know I gave God my best. I don't hold nothing back from God. I may hold something back from you, 
I may hold something back for a dog. I may hold something back from a cat. But I'm not going to hold one thing back from God. That's why I'm not ashamed of talking about it. Can I give God all that I can give? And the first thing I'm willing to give God is my money. Because he's going to give me some honey. Yeah, y'all learned it today. Yes, sir. See, when we learn that offering is a part of our worship, and then we learn that we don't have to feel guilty because we done gave all that we could give, and then we know that we can do what we need to do, and we can go home shouting and rejoicing and know that we done had a good time because I know I done gave God what God done required me to give. Yes, sir. See, the offering for us today, and I was observing it today. Uh-huh. It's a time out from the singing and the praying and the worship. When the offering come around, all of a sudden we texting. All of a sudden we talking. All of a sudden we want to go meet somebody. All of a sudden we want to walk around and parade our new shoes and clothes. Because when the offering come around, we want to make sure that we be seen and do the things that we know that we want to do. And all of us that have been in church for a while, then when the offering come around, this is when Deacon Rogo have a cigarette. <laughs> now for the really go there. Have you ever noticed when it's offering time? Instead of coming around, they go on out the door. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because it's offering time. See, that's a good time to take a break. Yes, sir. Because we don't want to do what God requires us to. Yes, sir. See, when you got life and discover the joy of God, then the worship. Starts to taste like honey. Yes, sir. You're willing to go through the pain and taste the sweetness of Jesus. Yes, sir. We're not running in hostility or in fear. Yes, sir. We understand that God is in control. And we're ready to trust Him like we need to trust Him. In our text today, Samson was going to do his favorite thing. Yes, sir. Let me help some of y'all reminisce about your favorite thing. Samson was going creeping at somebody's house. Yes, sir. And he knew that she was going to make him feel good. Samson had sin in his heart. Yes, sir. And he is the man that can lift up the city gates. Uh-huh. He the man that took a jawbone of an ass and whooped a thousand Philistines. But he had no willpower. Uh-huh. And he had no strength for a pretty voice and a pretty face 
and a nice figure. Satan Samson was physically strong, but he was spiritually weak. And let me tell you about your spiritual weakness. As long as you stay weak in your spiritualness, that's going to be your downfall with God. Because if you know the story about Samson, he whooped everything that came along. Does that sound familiar? He could handle anything that came out. But when it came time to his spiritual life, that was the downfall of what he did. See, trust this. Despite his downfall, God didn't give up. Despite his downfall, God was still there. Watch what I'm going to tell you. See, most of us take God for granted. See, the reason why we keep on sinning is because God shows up and still blesses you. You think you are getting away with it, but God is trying to get your attention. Before he lets you fall, he's going to bless you up because he's trying to turn you from your wicked way. See, we got to understand Samson was going the wrong way, but God loved him so much that he had purpose that God blessed him anyway. See, our physical things can lead to our destruction. But see, when we start to understand that God is still trying to love us through. That's why it's not your fleshly sin. It's also your holiness to the spirit. Your attitude. Your hardness of your heart. Your willingness to gossip and destroy other people. Your unforgiveness towards those that wronged you. Your jealousy to those that is being treated. Your gluttony and your greed. See, you think that all of that is based on your flesh, but I'm here to tell you, it leads to your shortness of life. It leads to you might be going to hell because just like the sins of the flesh, your attitude, your heart, and your mind can take you where you don't need it and want it to go because you want it to be disobedient. To what God says. Samson had a weakness. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being his downfall. In our society today, we glorify that weakness. And we run around and justify that weakness. But I'm here to tell you, let your weaknesses that God keeps trying to come after, stay there. God will one day say, Enough is enough. Yes, sir. Because you have embarrassed me so much. Samson embarrassed God. Because he wanted to marry God's enemy. And God allowed him to do it. But God used him to bless Israel. But guess who didn't get the blessing? Sometimes God will use the devil. Sometimes God will use the devils in the pew. Amen. 
to do his purpose. And they may look holy and Christianified as they can be. And you think they are wonderful saints. But God to use that devil to do what God needed that devil to do. But in the end, when the blessings come around, that devil that you thought was so blessed was the devil that ended up not being blessed because they deceived you and you misunderstood because God will use whatever he needs to use to get his purpose done. See, most of us, when it come to giving, we're so consumed with trying to get to the next step. Most of us, when it's time to give, we so wrapped up in black and white and numbers, but we don't look at what God can do. Most of us is so busy trying to get from point A to point B, then when the lion jump out in your life, trying to stop you from getting where you need to be, instead of dealing with the lion, and trust in God, most of us stop and start to turn around and run the other way. You didn't see what God can do. Even if you're in the midst of sin, God, if you His, will still show up and show out and still show you He's God. Samson was going back to do his normal daily sinful activities. All of a sudden, a lion jumped out and the Bible said that the power and the might of God jumped on Samson. Just like that lion jumped on Samson. God showed up right where he needed. He didn't have to pray. He didn't have to think. He didn't have to do anything because he was still God's man. And God said, this lion will not destroy this person until they do what I called them to do. Let me tell you, the lion that's in your life, you quit worrying about them. Because God is not going to destroy you right when you need his power, right when you need his faith. God is going to show up and show out.
right, right, right. That you need to get on through on the journey. Watch what you do. Watch what you get rid of. Watch what you destroy. Because it may be the same dead carcass that on your way back home, God may say, look inside. Because your blessing is right there. A spirit be your life. It's a life that don't worry about stumbling on their Christian journey. A spirit-filled life is a life that get excited because when you find honey on the journey, you say, what a surprise. What a surprise. Have you said, what a surprise in your own heart? Have you said, what a surprise on your own journey? Have you went through enough that when you got on the other side, you said, what a surprise? Well, let me help you understand why there's honey in the midst of the life. Do you remember? The shepherd meeting. They went out on that night. Yeah. They was just having yeah. a good old shepherd party. Yeah. They all of a sudden, yeah. they looked up yeah. and an angel showed up yeah. and they declared to the shepherd, yeah. there is a savior born. Yeah. Oh, what a surprise. Do you remember Zacchaeus when he was running around? doing his own thing. And Jesus went to him and said, on this day, while you're up in the tree, I'm going to come to your house. Oh, what a surprise. Zacharias went into the temple thinking it's just going to be a normal day. He had a rope tied on his leg just in case God said, they sins wasn't forgiven. So they could drag his dead carcass out when God killed him. But he went inside the temple. An angel showed up and he was surprised yeah. on what he said. On this day, your wife will have a son and his name will be named John. The new Elijah of this day. Oh, what a do you remember what God can do when Peter was sitting in the boat? Jesus came walking on water and Peter looked at him. He said, Lord, is that you? If it is, tell me to get out of the boat. Peter 
despair yes. and disappointment yes. 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 of life. Because God, Woo, that God. That God. That God. said, you can get a honey out of a life. I done gave you the power to overcome. All you got to do is trust me. When you give your money, don't you look at your bank account. Don't you look at nothing. Just look at me. Thank you. 